Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. Welcome to the first episode of Self-Care for Survivors of Trauma. I'm glad you made it here today. All right, so today I wanted to talk about what does self-care actually mean to me, because I know there's a lot of different ideas out there and pictures about what self-care is, and I think my understanding of it for myself might be a little bit different than other people's. And then at the end of the podcast, I'm going to talk about the top six things I do in my routine to self-care. So first off, um, what does self-care mean to me? So I was thinking about that and thinking about the things I see on Instagram or Facebook or really the media, uh, like on TV and stuff, about self-care. And I think those things that are trying to sell me something, it's like, you know, woman drinking a glass of wine is self-care or um, maybe getting a mani-pedi or something. But that's not the kind of self-care that works for me. Um, My kind of self-care is more emotional self-care. So that's really the type of self-care that I've had to learn how to do. And it's the kind that probably is specific to me. And I've had to kind of figure out what are the things that are going to help me feel my feelings? What are the things that are going to help me um, be calm enough to be a teacher and be able to deal with the ups and downs of all the things that happen all day long, of all the questions and people bombarding me with things all day long? How can I keep that even keel? And then when I come home at night, how can I rejuvenate myself for my daytime so that I'm ready to be a mom and treat my son with the love that I feel for him? And make sure he gets that experience of me showing him about how much I care. Um, So those are the things that I've really had to try to figure out in my last few years is how can I take care of myself so that I'm the best person I can be, basically. Um, And it takes a lot. It really does. And I think that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to make this podcast for survivors of trauma is because that I think that I require a lot more self-care than the average person. And I am working on my trauma. I do my, you know, not weekly, but maybe bi-weekly therapy. And I have been for a while. Um, But that's not going to completely clear up all the stuff, all the programming that I got from my childhood and thing, you know, poor communication skills and um, that kind of stuff is not going to be reprogrammed in even a couple years. And I have to focus on these things um, all the time to help be the best person I can be 
and not get into those old patterns of, for my family, it was being really critical and allowing the parents to expect the children to do everything. And if they didn't, then they would get shamed. And um, I really want to break that pattern and I'm working on it. So, all right. So self-care for me is about how do I take time to notice my emotions? That's not something I grew up knowing how to do. It's something I had to learn how to do through reading books, through finding you know new people to talk to, new people that understand me and have gone through similar things. Um, how do I have space and time for me to feel those feelings? That's something that I think about a lot. And my spirituality is a huge part of my existence too. And I used to, well, I grew up Christian. And as I came into my 20s, I chose to not be part of that religion anymore because of the homophobia that I started to see at the church I was going to. And it was really surprising to me, actually, how how bad it was. And uh, so I quit going to church for a while, but I really missed that part of my life. And so in the last few years, I've learned how I can be spiritual without being religious. And that has really freed up a lot of space for me to feel connected to something. So here are the six basic things that I do. I mean, there's a lot more, but these are ones I do almost every day. And I consider them part of my routine, part of my self-care, part of taking care of me and making sure my emotions are even keeled. So number one is when I get up in the morning, I pray and meditate. So I do some prayers that are non-denominational. I have a prayer book that I follow. It's from Marianne Williamson. It's such a beautiful book. Um, I love that. So I've been doing that for years. And I read a couple daily readers. Um, One is from Mark Nepo. He's a poet. And there's some beautiful poems that he wrote in there and musings for every day of the year. So I really like that. I've read it a couple different years in a row. And um, then I meditate. I like to use guided meditations. They're easier for me. Um, I'm not as good at just sitting in stillness and I want to make sure I do my meditation. So I think for me to do it, I need guided at this moment. So I'm trying not to judge that and just allow myself to enjoy my guided meditations um, that I can find on a lot of different apps for free. Um, Then I always sit on my couch in the morning and eat my breakfast. My son usually sits there and reads and he eats his breakfast, and I really relax and just like I have this really comfy couch, and I love sitting there. And I let myself drink a cup of coffee and read a magazine in the morning for just a few minutes. You know, it's not a long time, but I would rather do that than, you know, be eating my piece of toast and peanut butter in the car while juggling my coffee and spilling it all over myself. Um, to get to work. I just, I try not to be in that mode where I'm going so fast that I don't even enjoy my coffee, you know? Um, So that's my second thing. Then when I can, I journal. So uh, during the week, I don't do that before 
work. There's not time for that because it takes me a while, but I have been doing it at night. So sometimes I'll get home and I'll do it right when I get home. I'll sit down and journal for about 30 minutes or so and just kind of sit there and relax. I don't always write the whole time, but um, I just let myself unwind Um, or I'll do it a little bit before bed and just kind of review my day with journaling and get some words out on the page. Like that's my biggest way to connect with myself is to journal. I think as a kid, I just suppressed all my feelings for years and years and years. And it's like, they're still coming out now. So every time I can, I do that and I love it. It helps me really get in touch with what I'm feeling and allow myself to be angry if I'm angry and allow myself to be sad if I'm sad and kind of realize how I'm feeling because I can just go from one activity to the other without even checking to see how I'm feeling and just go, go, go. Um, I'm sure everyone can relate to that. Um, Then let's see, another thing I like to do if I don't journal, I'll usually just sit down on my bed for a while and listen to calm music like meditation music and just kind of relax. Sometimes it'll even take like a 10 minute nap and it usually... I don't even need to take a long one. It just, I'll lay there and relax and doze off for a few minutes. And after I do that and listen to my music, I'm like more recharged. And then I can go see what my son's doing. And, you know, he has, he's eight years old. He has so much energy. It's always mom, look at this, look at that, you know, and he's always flinging stuff around the house and wanting me to watch. And I can have patience for that because that's what he wants me to do. And that's what makes him happy and he's cute and he's funny and I am not good at having fun and he is great at having fun so I try to be there and watch him and learn from him you know I still am not able to do that but at least I can try and be there present with him while he has fun um and then let's see I try to eat a salad every single day Um, maybe that's a boring one, but it makes me feel so much better. Like on days I don't eat leafy greens, I can feel it. I really feel it in my body now when I don't take care of the food I eat. Um, not to say that I am like a great eater. I eat way too much sugar probably. Um, and you know, I definitely have treats, but, um, I try to eat a salad every day and that helps me feel really healthy. It really does. And even if I put, you know, my favorite dressing on it. And then finally, um, I do go running a couple times a week. I love running, but I got injured a couple years ago, like right before the pandemic, and I couldn't run. And, um, you know, I gained weight, and it wasn't fun, and it was really a time of having to accept the fact that maybe I wasn't going to be able to run again, and I had ran for many years. Um, So I started doing more yoga, and I'd always done a little bit of it, but I never really considered myself a yogi. But when I quit running... I had to do something and I really did embrace yoga and realize how much better I feel about myself and just how much more connected to my body I am after I do yoga. My body feels better. Now that I'm over 40, I really need yoga and I love the way it helps me connect back to my body. What I also noticed was it helps me really with digestion of my food if I'm ever kind of feeling bloated or whatever, if I do a little yoga um, and drink some water, um, it helps just rejuvenate me and then I can sleep better too. So I try to get a lot of sleep, but sometimes that's a real challenge for me. 
So thank you so much for listening today. I hope you got something out of that. I mean, it's really nothing revolutionary, but I think taking the time to make the space for these types of things in our life is really hard to do. It was hard for me to start doing that because I used to not. I used to go, go, go. I was such a workaholic. Um, I really thought I had to put that much into my work. And now I really try to to do what I have to do and leave my job at a reasonable time, sometimes at the moment that I'm allowed to leave, amazingly, and I don't need to feel guilty about that, Um, and I'm practicing, Um, but I need this reminder to self-care, and I need to be here talking about this because I don't want to forget and go back to my old patterns. Um, That person was unhealthy and I want to be able to spread whatever gifts that my creator gave me. I want to be able to spread them to the world and share them with other people. Just as you have gifts that you can spread and share with other people. And I know the more you take care of you, the more you'll be able to share those gifts. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend and let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.